What's up, guys? This is episode 44 of the BCG Podcast. I'm here with... Hey, yo, what's up? Um, this is Ayana. We have a few topics that we want to talk about that um, have happened over the past week. First, we want to start off with um, the Andre 2000 Future conversation. Um, Andre 2000 recently came out. Well, footage of him in an interview, Not nobody stated when the interview was or... Uh, when it happened, but um, he mentioned that Future makes the most negative inspirational music ever. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't do anything but agree. I'm I'm a huge Future fan, and mm-hmm. he does make some, like, questionable music, and most mm-hmm. of the time it doesn't have the most positive connotation, but at the same time, just the production, the beats, overall, like that still, like if you're listening to it and you're getting ready to play basketball, you're in the gym or something like that, it kind of gets you going. So I can see where he says, you know, it's inspirational because it makes you want to go and do stuff, but it's negative at the same time because most of it's about, you know, drug use or stuff like that. So I, I can see both sides of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I'm big on Future, too. I like his music. I just would say that he just has music for the moment. I wouldn't necessarily say it's inspirational. I'm not a real huge Future fan, but I would just say that it's music for the moment. You know, he makes some really good tunes, tune, uh, but the music, most of the time, like you said, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's usually just mumble jumble uh, rap, and um, he's usually promoting a lot of drugs and, and uh, lane use and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm not really uh, you know, I think I think just for the fact that Andre three thousand is an older man coming out speaking on how, you know, um, because really future he's a he's a lot older than a lot of the younger guys, but still his music to me is still like new generational stuff, you know, like yeah. we're hearing it now and it's kinda like popping and it was kinda popping it's like new generation kind of music. But, like, it's good to see somebody like Andre 2000 saying it. So, you know, it won't just look as if people, like the younger generation, are just the only ones that are saying, oh, Future's this and that. We actually have people that are older, way older than us that like Future, too, which is different because I know my dad, he likes one of Future's songs. Um, uh, what is it? The, the mask, uh, What is the mask song? I forgot the name of it. Mask off. My dad likes that song. So like, oh, okay, it's, a, yeah. it's an older people that like Future too. Like, it's not just that he's, you know, he's, yeah, complete, I mean, he's completely terrible. No, no, people, are, <laughs> you know, people like him a little bit. Andre two thousand said himself. He's he's also a Future fan. As well, yeah, he so. said he said Future fanatic actually. So fanatic yeah, is a fanatic, totally different yeah. thing. So that means you like have almost every CD song, whatever. Oh you yeah, you know everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just, uh, that's cool to hear him say that about uh, Future. All right, on to our next topic. Uh, R. Kelly is being banned from his hometown radio station. They are not playing his music. Um, A lot of people had some good things to say about this, and then you also had some people who were like, well, we don't listen to the radio anymore. But what they don't realize is when your hometown radio station is is not, is deciding to not play your music, that's a real big deal because eventually... Eventually, the whole world is going to just say, all right, we don't want to play music because, I mean, the thing is, R. Kelly, if they don't realize his songs, he's not singing to older women. He's singing to younger girls. Exactly. Really young, and it's kind of disgusting now. Like, you can listen to a song, and you might think, oh, well, it's something good to 
I mean, what more can you do to know that somebody's not for you? Like, I, it's grown women on my on the BCG Mad comments, and they're like, well, when I post, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to his music on, on, on another thing. And I'm just like, only if you knew. R. Kelly doesn't even, he don't even want anything to do with me. If yeah. it was anybody that he wanted to talk to, it would be younger girls that are in middle school. He's not even worried about. Um, he's not even worried about fans, women fans who love him probably still, which is really sad. He's not even really worried about you. He's probably somebody, he's going to talk to your daughter if you have one. He's not worried about, he's not worried about what you're doing. So why would you show support for someone who doesn't even want, you know, I don't get that. It's kind of weird. And especially after the documentary, it kind of shows a lot, it sheds more light on the kind of person that he is as a person. He's just He's really a sick individual that really needs a lot of help. So I feel like it's kind of scary to see people. Well, it's kind of scary to see women that are still supporting him. You know, I can understand that some men are still supporting him too, which I don't really understand that. But I'm guessing that it's the whole black man theory of him being uh, African-American, people wanting to bring him down or whatever. Nah, he's bringing himself down. Yeah, he brought himself down, absolutely. But I'm just saying in in some people's eyes or, you know, some black men are still taking up R. Kelly. That's what they see. So yeah. whatever. But for women who know the situation, know what happened, see these women on TV crying, talking about their stories, I don't even see why you would even want to give him any kind of any kind of time. Um, so absolutely, we all just need to pray for like the victims and just pretty much everybody because it just seems like so many people's minds are twisted when it comes down to this stuff. They don't get it. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this is long overdue as well for them to you know join in on the mute R. Kelly. I feel banning, like. yeah, yeah, banning him. I I feel like they probably should have been one of the first people to do it. Mhm. Chicago, yeah, I, yeah. I absolutely think so too. I think we should have been banning the music. The music should have been banned. It shouldn't even have been a question about that. But um, yeah, definitely. Good thing that people have jumped on board now, and you know it's better late than than never. So yeah, exactly. Exactly, but I've I've heard he's still he's still touring and selling out shows, which I find ridiculous. That he's still being able to do concerts and stuff like that. Venues are still allowed him to be there, but you well, know, it shows like people well, are, you know usually, being greedy. Yeah, well, usually people are going to do that, and then you also have to remember people that have done the same stuff are going to protect the same the per the pe- that same person. That's true. That's so, true. They will. You know, there's plenty of other people like him in this world. Just to be honest, it's not just him. There's plenty of other men that have done just as much sick things. And then there's also women who have done stuff like that, too. So, you know, uh, they're going to protect him. They're going to protect R. Kelly just to cover up themselves. So, you know, like uh, I kind of look at it as just one of those things where, you know, I'm just glad that people have finally opened their eyes and are kind of muting him, like you said, muting R. Kelly and joining the movie. Right, right. So, yeah, that's pretty much all we have to really say about that. Um, also, number three, official Super Bowl lineup. So, Big Boy has been added, confirmed. He's yep. um, going to be at the Super Bowl, which is really good. I'm glad that, that he's going to be somebody that's going to be there because I would love to see an outcast union on stage, and I really think Big Boy has some stuff up his sleeve. I, I think honestly, so, too. That'd be nice to see. I honestly think, unless they tell him that he can't bring out anybody, unless they do that, 
which I don't think they would. I think they, they better not. They, I think the world would love to see an um, outcast reunion. That would be smart. I mean, I feel like if you have, unless Andre 3000 says he doesn't want to do it. Now, if Andre 3000 says he doesn't want to do it, I could see Big Boy bringing up the Welcome to Atlanta um, to yes, do that song. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like I just feel like they could have done so much better with really finding a better lineup. I don't I like Maroon 5, don't get me wrong. I really do. I like Maroon 5, but I just don't understand why they chose them to do a Super Bowl. Um, do this, do it. I don't get it because I don't. I, I don't, I never got that idea either, but um, I don't know. Just, I mean, like they, they tag Maroon 5, Coldplay, groups like that always perform during the Super Bowl for some reason, but I never understood the real reasoning behind it because they don't really make like stadium like, big venue-type music like that. Yeah. And it's not even just that. It's just it's them. You know, like, you don't look at Maroon 5 as a get-people-hype get kind of thing for Super Bowl. When you think of a Super Bowl uh, presentation or, like, a Super Bowl halftime show, you think of something that's going to get you jumping. Now, the yeah. last time we were jumping really in a Super Bowl halftime show was when Beyonce performed. And I, exactly. you know, I, I honestly didn't even think she was going to do, you know, so great. And she did a, a terrific job. And I feel like, you know, I think this is why they're really so, um, you know, they're really being a little more tight on who they allow to come because they don't want anything like the Black Panther stuff to pop up, you know, because when she oh, came, yeah. she wore a lot of black. You know, they wore a barrettes and stuff, and it was looked like a back Black Panther show, basically. Um, that's what I guess that's what she wanted, and it, and it looked great. So I mean, hey, I was there. Everybody was there. I was I was with my, I was with my family. We were um, we was watching the show, and um, yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. So I do definitely feel like. Uh, we really need that that fill again. We're probably not going to get it this year. Maybe next year. Hopefully if they do better with picking people. But like I said, I don't think Travis Scott is even really the right pick. I think his music is just not really for me. But that's just me, though. I'm not one of the yeah. million people. I'm just the only one of the million people that are in the world. There are probably people that really feel like it's perfect for him to perform. Um, but I, I don't know. They really know. had I- to pick. What were you gonna say? No, I, I'm saying I don't know. I just I feel like Travis Scott's probably gonna be sicko mode, and maybe some of the songs off a of rodeo, and that's probably gonna be it for a Super Bowl performance. Yeah, and I don't, and that, like I said, that'll be cool if he does that. Um, but like I said before, I'm still just not big on him performing, and I, I really just wish they would have done their homework with picking these people. That's just about it. Like I, I agree, I agree. They definitely I hate, got more Atlanta representation in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I just don't get it. Like, you have a whole list of Atlanta people. Outcast, in my opinion, should have been headlining. Maybe yeah, that was too much of a, maybe that was too much of a, a, a thing for them to headline because some artists don't want to headline because there's so much, so much that you have to worry about and all this. So maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe they wanted to be um, coming out or be not the headliner. You know what I'm saying? So they could just go ahead and do their thing. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's, it, hopefully, it's just a good show. Um, can't really expect too much with the Bowl this year. I'm gonna just be honest. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, at the, yeah. At this point, you know, a lot of people are probably boycotting it because they don't want to 
you know, see it. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm probably going to watch a little bit of it. Because I know the um I know how people are in Super Bowl times and stuff like that, but you know, um I said hopefully it's just a good show. Yeah. Not gonna get not gonna get my, my hopes up too high though. All right, um Clay Thompson is supposedly signed with the Warriors. Um that just came out recently from the Athletic. Um one of the writers of the Athletic has um I guess spoken with Steve Kerr or Clay Thompson or someone from that arena. And they mentioned that Clay Thompson is probably going to resign with the Warriors. Um, no. Now, yeah, that was a real big thing. Um, they're going to have to give him a lot of money. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, they will. Um, Kevin Durant is still going to be a free agent in 2019, so he's a free agent this summer. Now, with Kevin Durant being a free agent, I'm really hoping that he leaves, just because I'm a big Warriors fan and I know how big of a thing this is going to be if he leaves and how much of a how much of Curry's team this will be again. <laughs> to be honest, um, I right, I love right. to see Curry do well. I'm a big fan of his. Like I, I continue to say all the time, I'm a very big fan of Curry. I've seen him when he's without, um, you know, with, with, without. Uh, KD and I liked him a lot better when KD was on the team, and I I'm absolutely feel like he will get back to being himself if KD's no longer there. And I absolutely do feel like KD deserves to show people that he can make it without having a seventy-three and nineteen around him. Because regardless, regardless of what, you got to show and prove that. Yeah, regardless of what, that's what he's going to always be known for as being able to go play with a team with seventy-three and nine, uh, seventy-three and nine record. Regardless of what he does in his life, he's still going to be known as that guy that went and joined the seventy-three and nineteen. So to to wipe away that um to wipe to wipe away that whole stigma about him, he's going to really have to go to the worst team in the NBA, in my opinion, or one of the worst teams in the NBA, and make them one of the best teams in the NBA for people to really stop talking about him. So when I think about worst, yeah, when I think about worst teams, you think about the Knicks. You can even think about the Washington Wizards at this point. They're, yeah, they're exactly. not even playing good. Um, but he'll he'll still be joining John Wall. But even with that being said, they were still one of the worst teams. So I still feel like Katie and John Wall would be a good – they would probably be good together. Then now, of course, they would have to let go of Bradley Bill. They would have to probably trade him to another team. But mm-hmm. with, even with that being said, you still have Katie and John Wall on the same team. Now, yeah, if he goes to, if he goes to the Knicks, it's going to completely be his team. So he's going to be following the footsteps of Carmelo. He, they're going to see if he, if he can do what, you know, if he can do half of what Carmelo, um, uh, well, a lot more than what Carmelo was able to do when he was signed with the Knicks. I absolutely feel like this would be a great time for him to redeem himself. I think that he just really needs to leave. I don't I don't think there's anything left for him in, in uh, open, to be honest. I'm just, you know, that's just my personal opinion. I think it's time for him to just say to himself, all right, I made him. I'm not going to say it was a mistake for him to leave and go to the Warriors, but I will say that if he wants to get his name back and get his legacy back, he's going to have to leave and go to a team that really needs him. So yeah. KD going to the Knicks would be perfect, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it would be a good would. He'll definitely be able to preserve his legacy at that point. Yeah, it'll definitely be. That's the thing. At this point, I feel like you're getting older. You're about to retire pretty soon, I know for sure. So it's time for you to start thinking about your legacy and how you want it to be, you know, 
looked at in the long run, how people are going to look at you in the long run. Because at this yeah. point, people are just going to look at him as a snake. Because if he resigns again, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. He's probably going to retire a warrior. And, you know, and he's already came out and said he wants the most money. So whatever team is going to cough up the most for Kevin Durant, that's where he's going. That's what he said. So he's not taking any more pay cuts, which is good. So he's probably for sure going to leave. And, I'm, I'm like I said, I really want him to because I, like, I don't think there's anything left for him here, you know. That's just, my, that's just my opinion. I think he's done pretty much everything he can. And, you know, he's pretty much done everything he can. There's no point of him still trying to, you know, be here. Um, but, you know, like I said before, if that's, that's, just, um, that's just something that um, is going to happen in the, in the off season. But I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, no, it's definitely a very interesting off season. Yeah, very interesting off season for um, KD and a few other players. I don't know. I Especially think they have to... the Warriors lose this this year. Well, yeah, if they lose, I think that's even more. That's even more. Um, that's even better for them to to get rid of Kevin Durant because I yeah. feel like a lot of you know a, a lot of things have changed since he's come to the team. He's you know they just have not looked the same since he's gotten there, and that's just my opinion. Um. Just because they won a championship, I just want Curry to get back to having his team. <laughs> to really be honest, so people could stop saying, "Oh, well, you know, he's not as good." With no, I, I we have to let go of this. We have to let go of this whole thing where he's not, or people feel like he's not. You know, because I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think he's worked hard enough. I think he's played well enough. And I for sure don't think that he should be um, he should be ridiculed because of another player deciding to join his team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I still think it's, it's Curry's team. I still feel yeah. that way. Yeah, but you still also have people in the world who still feel like it's not. And they feel like, you know, KD has come and pretty much take over just because he won MVP. And I don't believe that. But, you know, no, no. like I said, we'll be able to, um, we'll be able to see this off season on uh, what happens. All right, on to our next topic. Missy Elliott becomes the first female hip-hop artist inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, that is a very big deal. I'm very happy yeah, that, for Missy. that's amazing. Yeah, I'm very happy for her. Um, she deserves it. She, she, she's one of the very few um, female, female hip-hop uh, artists that I feel like are just is very creative. She deserves to be in a class of her own when it comes down to certain things. And just to know she's the first female hip hop artist inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, that's a very big deal. So congrats, uh, yeah, congrats to Missy Elliott on that. Um, also, she she's not only written a bunch of different hip hop hits, but she's also written hits for people like Christina Aguilera, oh, wow. Britney Spears. She wrote a few of Aaliyah songs. So it's just all over the board when she's got her hands. Yeah, she's been, so I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, she's just been putting a lot of work. That's good. Wow, that's really good. She said she um, did some songs for Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know she did some songs for Aaliyah, but I don't really know which ones they were. Yeah. Um, yep, so let's on, on, on to our next topic. But congrats to Missy Elliott. Um, the Highline Ballroom at NYC will be closed in February, um, one, of the, one of the biggest venues for shows and parties and stuff like that will be closing in February. So, um. That's just something to mention. 
a pretty, like I said, it was a pretty big venue. Um, okay, so yeah, I've never, I've never been to, never yeah, been to the Yeah, it's a Highline Ballroom. Uh, so, yeah, that's my first time hearing about it being closing. Uh, well, getting closed in February, but, yeah. So, a lot of people have on ball on. Won't be no more after February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ray Summer and the split. Um, some Jimmy went on to put some tweets out this weekend. Um, he mentioned that he's no longer screaming like or something like that. Um, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't really listen to Ray Summer a whole lot. Um, clearly, even if, well, you just said that they're probably back together, right? Yeah, no, they did. So, um, what is on the 12th, they put back out and said on Twitter, Brother Clint B. Brothers is the string life forever. I like Ray Sherman. I really think that there's some uh, really talented young dudes, and they have a, a good energy about them. So, when I first heard they were going to, you know, quote unquote split, I was kind of crushed about it because they have a good chemistry in terms of like the type of music they make. A good balance there. So mm-hmm. to hear that, you know, they're not going to really split, they're going to put out a stream like four in the next couple mm-hmm. months. I think that's going to be awesome, and I'm happy to hear that. And I think that, you know, you can go off and branch off and do your own, you know, solo projects and stuff like that, but still be able to come back and do music. And I think that's really what Slim Jimmy wanted to do, but he wasn't really feeling like he was able to do that at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm just uh, I'm I'm not too big on the on Ray Sherman, but like I said, just like you mentioned, they do have good energy about themselves, being young in the game, and um, whenever I've watched them perform, and they've done a pretty good job when they perform, mm-hmm. and they really work really hard at it. So I, I for sure think that they um should definitely try to work it out, whatever's going on. I'm glad they did it so. And start putting out more music. Um, I think the whole thing with the industry is that a lot of people take breaks. But when you take breaks, in my opinion, and you're not putting out really a lot of material or you're putting out stuff that people to, you know, think of you or anything, people will forget about you. Yeah, but it will. Black Beatles came out, what, three years ago? No, it came out three years ago. Yeah, it came out three years ago. That was one of the best hits that they've had in the last few years. You need another one. That It was another song they put out that I think is like a Project Cat, Cat remix of uh, oh, Soldier yeah. Glide or something like that. But it really yeah, that, was, wasn't, that was last year. Yeah, it was last year. But it really wasn't something that, you know, was a really big hit. It was just kind of like a so-so kind of song. But Black Beatles was the song that really made me one one of a really big fan of theirs, and plus their debut album was really good. Uh, their, debut, their, their debut album was really nice, and um, you know, I was after that I had been I was a fan of theirs. I had liked some music before that they had put out, but I really had I really started being a fan when they put out um, that track. So, like I said, I really do hope that everything works out the best, and um, hopefully they're. You know, still want to be making music after this because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, on to the next topic. So, Kyrie Irving was Celtic. Um, Kyrie Irving was interviewed. Was this after, this was after the game, correct? Yeah, it was after the game. After the game, and he said he doesn't know what it takes. Um, the, the Celtics right now don't know what it takes to get championship level teams. Um, 
first off, I just want to say, uh, sorry, Irvin. I don't know. I, I, I think it's... <laughs> I don't know. Like, is, is this? A, is, is, is this? I don't really think she has it. I don't really think she knows what Tate Gibson should ever seen. No disrespect. He was on a team with LeBron James. I mean, you were on a team with the best player in the world, and he did win a championship. Mhm. But let's not talk as if you were one of the people that you really have won multiples. You know what I'm saying? Like, winning one championship to me is great, but championship team attitudes or, you know, or advice could come from people like Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, people that have really won continuous championships, even Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, um, guys like that. Kyrie Irving, you only won one championship. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that his opinion is not valid. It's just kind of like, to be honest, that championship that they did win was kind of a luck up. <laughs> and and and, um, and no, I'm being I'm being dead serious. Basically, what I'm saying is I wouldn't want to take any advice from Kyrie Irving when it comes down to playing on a championship level team when he plays with LeBron James. That's just my yeah. that's just my personal opinion. I feel like. He wants to set himself apart from the tire, from the Celtics so bad and make it seem as if he it's just him that you know, whatever. You're playing yeah, with think, younger Yeah. What you I was say? thinking that when when he kinda of left being on um being on the cast with LeBron and decided to go to the Celtics, he wanted to be his own man and kinda of set up the team for success. So he's got a lot of young talented dudes on the team around him, but they're all Still very young and not really developed in, in that real frame of mind yet. But Kyrie thought that you know I'm going over here to the Celtics. They're probably one of the best contenders out the East, and we're going to easily win a championship. And it's not that it's not set up that way. So I think that he's got to kind of get everybody on the ball with him because he came in from day one. I think trying to go and win a championship, and he got injured, and Gordon Hayward got injured. And so you know I think that he's got to kind of rebuild with the team as well, and then also make sure they are all on the same page. Because maybe they're, they're all just about getting the wins but not necessarily getting to the championship, mm-hmm. which which is bad on Kyrie's part because he hasn't let them, he should have let them know from day one, hey, you know, we're going to be a championship contender team. We're going to really go all the way. But he's not even doing the work to kind of set it up that way. So if he wanted to go over there and be the man and had to be a team, then he should have did that from the beginning. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's all just to, you know, make myself look like I'm the best player or make myself look like I'm doing the most work on this team. You know, I'm a very big fan of Kyrie Irving. I love this game. I love watching him question times. He's made a lot of plays. I mean, he said, ooh, whatever, ooh, whatever, when he's playing like that. But at the same time, it's just like, Kyrie, you're a good player, but you play with LeBron James, okay? So, really... If you really, he's kind of in the same boat to me as Kevin, Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like even when you hear LeBron James talk about his championship rings, it's like he talks as if he didn't even play with Kyrie. Like he didn't have another all-star guy beside him that was that hit a had a 44-point game and hit a jump shot over Stephen Curry to help him win the game. Like he doesn't like. So I sometimes I think LeBron is somewhat a little bit, you know, kind of. 
not want to say delusional, but she's trying to forget a lot of stuff. Like, she talks, like, you said he beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. I'm just like, you beat the 73 and 9 Warriors not by yourself, so that doesn't make you go. Right. When you hear him talk about himself, it's kind of just like, I beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. Nobody else is really helping me play. I beat them. You know, he forgets that Kyrie Irving was one of the biggest reasons as to why they won. That's the only thing that I look at LeBron James and when I hear him talk about something, it's kind of like, I think this guy, just, he's just so, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never heard somebody who talks about what they've done and forgets that it was somebody that was right there besides them really putting up the same, almost the same exact number they were putting up and still being able to do other things like win the game, um, help them in, 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 in spots where they needed it and allowed them to really win that game that year. He was really one of the biggest reasons as to why they won the championship. And it really, really, it just makes me look at LeBron differently. Because it's like, if you didn't have Kyrie on that team, you wouldn't have won. So why do you go on, why do you go talk as if Kyrie Irving wasn't, you know, he didn't help you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't hear, you don't hear, you didn't hear him not one time say anything about Kyrie. You know, and I think that those are the reasons why Kyrie left. He could say that, that he didn't leave because of that, but I think that's why he left. He didn't want to be in that, you know, in that um, shadow of LeBron. He didn't want to have that, you know, and, and if he would have said, he really would have been able to take over Cleveland. He really would have been, you know, able to pretty much do what, do what he wants because it would have been his team. But at the same time, it's like he probably just didn't want to deal with, you know, having to, um, you know, everybody looking at it as, oh, uh, we just had LeBron. You know, anybody, any team that just had LeBron, it's kind of hard to bounce back from being. Exactly, because you know, those are some big shoes to fill. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. And, you know, but, but just like I said, I just, I just hate that LeBron is like that, though. I mean, you know, even the whole GOAT thing was just so crazy. But, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's how he wants to feel about certain things. And good. maybe, like I said, maybe that's something that keeps him going. I hope that's what it is because. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think when LeBron comes back, he's going to really do a lot of showing and proving and especially getting the Lakers to the finals this season. So that's what I see. That's what I see. Even with the Lakers and the Finals this season, not saying we'll win, but you're going to need to get him there. And that's going to, that's going to do a lot for his career. And then I feel like probably the year after that, they'll, they'll go and get that W. Yep. All right. Um, down to our last two topics. Um, Coming to America 2, we'll be going forward with Eddie Murphy. I, I think, think we're too late. I think they're too late. Yeah. <laughs> like Those they should have did this in, in the 90s. Yeah, it was probably like a a real need for it. Like that boy, three years also started filming and anything like that, and the last one came out in 2004, so it's not too far. It's like it's far off, but it's not too far off. Like it's still a relevant movie. Like they had it in the 2000s. You know what I mean? Whereas, what, Comes to America came out in 88? So, yeah, it's. Yeah. They they probably should have did something right after he did Boomerang. They probably should be coming to America Part Two. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. I um, I really just don't understand that. Um, just don't understand it at all. Yeah, and and even even with them putting it out now, a lot of the jokes and humor from that movie is not going to transfer over now because of how socially conscious everybody is. So yeah, a lot of people are going to be offended by things that Eddie Murphy made fun funny and put out in the movie. No, it's, it's, it's not the right climate for it, I think. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm still going to watch it, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep, I'm still going to watch it as well. Yeah. Um, last, those who wanted to be included in the Millennium Tour. Not too sure why, um, but I can understand why he probably would want to be. Um. Just oh, I, I definitely can see see him a part of that tour. Yeah, I, I definitely thought he would have been just because of the type of fan base they're going for, and like he was there, like not right at the same era. He was taken right after him, and he still had a lot of the same fans and everything like that. He was out, you know, doing some of the stuff when Bow came back out as well. So I I could see him wanting to really be a part of it and. I feel like if they want to, you know, just keep it going, keep that same momentum, they should probably cut that check for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel right. Um, He he had, like, a lot of kids back in that time frame, too. So, I mean, you're going to see people coming out there, and there's been a lot of dudes throwing the boy dance and sending kids through the phone, like, while they're sending the BGK song as well. So it, it would be a cool dynamic to see. And not even if they set like a full tour run check for him, but they have, they bring him up for a couple of spot gigs or something like that. Because, you know, also on top of him being extremely talented, he's like a little out there. So if they bring him up for some spot gigs, it would be kind of cool to see and be a part of it that way too. Yeah. Well, you yeah. uh. know, I mean, if if it happens, it happens. Um, yeah. I, well, there's a new opportunity if it, if it doesn't happen. But, you know, I think the tour is still be pretty successful because you got a lot of people uh, making memes and making plans to go to the shows and stuff like that. So I think it would be interesting to see either way. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that we want to touch on before this whole before is wrapped up? No, I think that's it. All right, cool. Um, so this is it for episode 44 of the BCC Podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, yep. We hope we'll be doing the visual. But, um, yeah, visual podcast next week. Yep, so um, we'll get back on the latest topics of next week. And also, too, the 10-year challenge is killing me right now on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's posting that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just sorry, y'all. Where y'all getting all these pictures? Like from same here. I was, I was about to say the same exact thing because I don't have any pictures really of um of my tenure challenge because those are like yeah. my space days for me. So I don't have any. I don't have any really pictures. From, right, really. right. Look, it's crazy. It's crazy. I have some, I have some basketball. I have some basketball pictures, but even my basketball pictures are um, in my basketball pictures are like not they're 
they're like not in good media form to post because yeah, it was yeah. so long ago. It was in 2009. I probably was using like the cricket phone. Who knows? Right, exactly. exactly. Um, like, so you got all, all different picture qualities and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't take pictures that often. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even able to really participate in nothing like that. So it, it's, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just pretty much to me, it's just like stuff that's pretty much. I just want it's to, I just a good want life, to, though. Because <laughs> that's better the first time versus 10 years ago. I would hate to have to do that. That's bad to have um, to have a 10-year oh, yeah. challenge. 10 years ago looks better than what you do, what you do now. Unfortunately, <laughs> some people really can't do it because they really, really, really did look a lot better then than they do now. Exactly. That's really sad. Um, but hey, if you want to put yourself out there and do the challenge, then go ahead. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I'm the world we live in. <laughs> right. It was a meme when somebody said, "I don't see anybody with fake bodies doing this." Exactly. I, I thought that was hilarious too. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> because you really don't see them doing it. That's nope. the funny thing. Yeah, they're not gonna put themselves out there like you that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be real with yourself. You gotta be real with who you are. You can't sit around and fake like somebody else, and that's why you're not posting it to the challenge because you've been faking with your body and all that stuff. It's going to be a time where you're going to have to really start showing those pictures to whoever you're with, and they're going to, right, be, wondering, right. they're going to be wondering where did everything come from. And, <laughs> and unless you just completely just grew up in those past um, those past years. But 10 years can make a difference. So um, that's it for episode 44 of the GTG Podcast. Like I said, we will be back. And thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thanks for listening. Peace. Um, also, too, do you want me to just call you right back? Because I wanted to mention something else about the um about the event on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and call me back. Okay.